God. Hallelujah. Amen. What a privilege it is to be here in the house of God today. Amen. Kind of reminded me when he was, you can be seated. When he was talking about Okinawa, um, I got to thinking real quick there that uh, in 1989, uh, my wife and I were stationed there. It wasn't long after we got there. I hadn't been following this way. I was, I, I, uh, I knew that the Lord was real, and I knew that I needed Him in my life, but I really hadn't followed this way. And, and so the Lord caused us to walk in the doors of the United Pentecostal Church, amen, in Okinawa, Japan in 1989. And... Uh, um, so last month, about the toward the end of October of 1989, there we were in the East China Sea, amen, standing in the middle of the East China Sea off the, the coast of Okinawa, and we were being baptized in Jesus' name, taking on his name in water baptism, amen, and, uh, and the rest has pretty much been history, and that, that song that we were singing just now kind of says it all, amen, I fell in love with the Lord that day, i I never really had that kind of relationship before, but something happened when I come out of that water. Something was different. Something had changed. Amen. And and what had changed is I had taken on his name. Amen. And it's been a love affair ever since then. And I'm just thankful, amen, that the Lord knows what he's doing. Amen. I'm glad that I, I was uh, had enough sense, amen, to get out of the way and let him take over and can take control of my life. And that's really what happened on that day as I relinquished control of my my life to him. Amen. And so I'm thankful today that uh, over the years that all that the Lord has brought us through, my wife and I, that and our children, and uh, I've got two sons that are living for the Lord that are married, and they're raising their children in truth. And so sometimes you just never know. The decisions that you make, as one, I heard one preacher say, decisions you made that you didn't know you were going to make. Amen. That one decision I made to, in that church, to, I, was, I had already had the Holy Ghost. I got renewed there. And, but that one decision that day has affected generations. Amen. And so the things that we do in our life, the decisions that we make, don't just affect us. Amen. Somebody decides to look down and Instead of looking at the road and they end up rear-ending somebody, their decision to look down affects more than just them. It affects more than just the front end of their car. It affects a whole lot of people. And so we, the things that we do make a difference more and more than just our own life. Amen. It's like throwing a rock in the middle of a, a very calm and peaceful uh, lake or stream or something like that. And that those ripple effects just keep going out and keep going out and keep going out. Amen. And so what a privilege it is to be here today. If we could turn in our Bibles this, is it morning? It's still morning. This morning to the book of Revelations chapter 2. And we are going to read verse 4 through 5. We'll go ahead and read 1 through 5 since you have it up there. Amen. Amen. Give you an opportunity to get there. I appreciate Brother Parker giving me this opportunity I don't take this lightly, amen. I, somebody said the other day about eight hours of prayer. I, I believe I've measured up to that. I keep myself in an attitude of prayer 
throughout my day, amen, each day. And so, amen, the Lord spoke this to me, and I'm, uh, you know, it's amazing. The Lord uses many ways to speak to us. He speaks to us in our mind. He speaks to us through his word, and he speaks to us through men of God that he sends. And that's exactly what's happening right here as we begin to read this, is that God is speaking to the churches, amen, through the man of God, amen, and he's sp- still speaking through men today, amen, and I'm thankful for men that have spoken into my life. Let's read beginning in verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say that they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. And has borne and has, and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Sounds like he's describing the church today that we are a part of, doesn't it? Amen. And nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the, the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place. Here we go again. Except ye repent. Amen. Lord, we thank you today for this opportunity to break bread together, to hear your word preached, Lord, to hear the teaching that we've heard already, to feel your presence and your power as we worship you today, Lord. It is your glory, your power, your dominion, your authority that is above all in this place today. Lord, that we would just be able to just get out of the way and let you operate in whatever method, whatever means that you would choose to do today in this place. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And you can be seated this afternoon if you'll clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. I love the Lord today. I love the Lord today. (laughs) Falling in love all over again. Amen. And uh, this this same thing happened to me when I was about uh, 26 years old, and it was about 31 years ago. And, And I went out into this world, and I, and I actually prayed as a sinner that the Lord would send me a wife. And he actually listened, and he actually answered. What's totally amazed me at the time, as I look back, I thought, I didn't deserve that. I wasn't giving him the time of day. But he did, he heard my prayer, and he answered my prayer. And I can look back to this day and tell you that he did, because I know the one that he gave me was the one he blessed me with. Amen. Amen. But I was on I was on a search. I was search, search and destroy mission. I, I was trying to find that wife. Amen. How many have ever been there? That husband. Amen. We've all been there and we we've all been in that place. Amen. And and it was a serious time in our life. Amen. And and you know what was amazing when you find the one. Nothing else matters. Amen. Uh, Mark, brother, brother Miller was talking about just getting beside yourself sometimes. And when I found that one, it didn't matter to me what anybody thought about how I acted at that point, because all that mattered to me, my eyes were keenly focused on that bride to be. Amen. And so I couldn't wait to get to that place. And so everything I did from that day forward, the day that I met her was all about getting to that place. And so all of my attention was, was, 
was put upon her, amen, and all her attention was put upon me, amen, and, and, and we can all kind of, if we wanted to close our eyes and think back to those days, and I know that some of you have driven hundreds of miles, numerous trips over many, many months just to be around your one and only, amen, just to be around that, that one that you said, I'm gonna, that's going to be the one. Amen. And, and you said that in your mind and you made that decision that out of all that you could have, all the fish in the sea that you could have chosen from, you decided on one. Amen. And not, none of the rest of them mattered. Amen. Amen. And, and we got to that place. Amen. And, and so, you know, years and years and years go by. And we find ourselves sometimes in this generation, couples find themselves separated they don't really know each other and so i believe that's what the lord was trying to say to the church in ephesus and and all these churches amen he was trying to to maybe give them a wake-up call and say hey you're doing all the right things you're following all the doctrines amen you're hating sin and you're hating the evil that's in this world and you're despising all these things and you're you're doing all the right things and you're having patience and you're you're bearing up your weaker brethren and trying to bring them you're doing all the right things mechanically but something i have one issue that i have with you and he said that you have forgotten your first love amen and and as i was talking as I was uh, the Lord was ministering to me this, I, I began to think about my own relationship and how it was. And in the very beginning, as I was talking uh, just a few minutes ago, it was just, it was the utmost thing on your mind. Amen. It, it was the utmost thing on my mind when I came to the Lord in 1989. When I came out of that water of baptism, something had changed in me and it impacted me so greatly that I made a decision. Amen. At 30 years old, I made a decision that I was going to serve the Lord and do nothing else. Amen. That I was going to make up my mind. I had served the world. I had given myself to the world. I had entertained myself with its ways. Amen. But just like that marriage relationship, amen, I was going to serve the Lord and I wasn't going to turn back. Amen. And so it, it wasn't just a matter of making a decision. Amen. We made that decision that day, and we, we promised the Lord a lot of things when we came to the Lord, didn't we? Amen. I'll never do that again, Lord. And we made a lot of commitments to the Lord in our life, didn't we? Amen. Some of us can look back, and, and maybe you don't even remember some of the things you said, but in the, in the, at that moment of time, you were willing to do anything. Because God was delivering you out of that life of sin. He was delivering you out of all that mess that you were in. That you thought you could never get out of the mess and the circumstances and situations that you were in. But yet a God that loved you. Amen. Not only did it's just like choosing your wife, choosing your husband. He chose you. Amen. He chose me out of all the people in the world. He chose me. Amen. He knew me. He knew each one of us. Before we were ever in the womb, amen. And he knew our potential, but he was giving us that opportunity to choose him and to fall in love with him. And so that love relationship at that point didn't just, it wasn't just, we got past that now. We can just, we can move on and I can go back to just living a normal life. It wasn't it at all, amen. And the Lord was trying to tell these churches in this, in this day in the book of Revelation that, that he had something against them. 
And that word left in, in that scripture that thou hast left thy first love talks about abandonment. It talks about departing from the Lord. It talks about even the word divorce as I studied this out. And, and so he was trying to tell them that we needed, they needed to reflect on their life. Amen. And that message has been coming out all day, all morning this morning. Amen. That we've got to, we can't let ourselves get so, so caught up in the routine of being apostolic that we miss out on the opportunity to, to develop, continue to develop that relationship with the Lord. The book of uh, Matthew Henry's commentary said of this scripture, the sin Christ charged this church with is not having left and forsaken the object of love, but having lost the fervent degree of it that it first appeared. Remember when you were first saved, you had, you, Brother Miller was talking about that zeal and that desire to serve the Lord, and sometimes it was a little uh, youthful, and we didn't have it, we didn't understand how to control it yet, but we, it didn't matter. We just had to tell everybody about our newfound relationship with the Lord. And so he, what he's saying is we've lost that. And he's trying to reprove the church. He's trying, just as the preaching of the Word of God today, you know, the, the preaching is the gospel is for the lost, but it's for the church also. Amen. And God is trying to tell the church we cannot get into this place of, of mediocrity. We can't get into this place of complacency, amen, where we begin to forget about our relationship with God. He's still, you know, there's a song that Lauren L. Harris sung many years ago, I miss my time with you. Those moments together. I need to be with you. This is, Larnell is, is in the song, he's, he's the Lord. I need to be with you each day, and it hurts me when you say you're too busy. Busy trying to serve me. But how can you serve me when your spirit is empty? Amen. Like those, those virgins that went to that, that place, amen, to wait for the bridegroom to come. They all were virgins. And they were all waiting for the bridegroom. And they all had vessels. Some had vessels with oil in them and some didn't. So they all had the opportunity. But I believe some the the five foolish virgins might be a representation of of maybe our life today. Amen. We've we've failed to keep that vessel of oil full. And when 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 the bridegroom came, if they weren't ready, it was too late. Amen. And they even went and tried to get oil and came back. And they said, we're here, we're ready. And he said, what did he say? Apart from me. I don't know who you are. Amen. And so I don't ever want to get to that place to hear those words. Amen. Amen. Revelation 2 and 4 in, the, uh, in one of the other translations said, The warmth of the love had given place to a lifeless orthodoxy or a lifeless following of biblical doctrines and teachings. And we can, we can very easily in this day and age get into that mode. And, and I'm coming to church and I'm faithful every Wednesday and every Sunday. And I'm, I'm writing that tithe check and putting it in the, the basket every week. And I'm doing all the mechanical things that I need to do. And I'm being a good apostolic. Amen. But I believe that God was giving the church a wake-up call. Amen. And so, you know, we didn't go through all that process in the natural of finding a bride or a husband, wife or a husband to get to that place and get to that day of that marriage and, and have all that, the, the flowers and all that stuff happen. 
just to move on from that day and then never have any time of relationship with our wife or our husband. Amen? How many marriages would last in a situation like that where you go through all that rigmarole, you go through all the, the hustle and the bustle and the preparation and go through all the excitement of getting married, and then all you do is, after that, all you ever do is email or text each other every couple of weeks. How much of a relationship would you have? You wouldn't have one. And it wouldn't be very long that relationship would be over. Amen. And so how did you, what did you have to do to develop that relationship? It, you had to spend time with that spouse. You had to spend time together. I'm not talking about spending time doing the, I mean, those things are good, doing the housework and, and you go to work and she goes to work and she's raising the kids and you're doing this and you're fixing the car and you're doing all the family things that you're supposed to do to keep your family going. And you're doing all the right things, going through all the right motions, but you're, you're not ever taking time to just sit down with one another and just have some one-on-one time, maybe have a date night, you know, things like that. And you're never taking time to nurture that relationship. And what happens in our society today is people go through just what I'm describing, and they get to the point and my wife and I have seen this happen with people that we know. They get to that place where the kids are grown, and they're moving out, and they're going on about their life. They're going to college. They're getting married. And they have this what's called empty nest syndrome, and now they don't know each other. They've never spent any time in the last 20 years or whatever time frame to really develop and nurture and keep that relationship fresh and new every day. And we can so easily fall into that with our relationship with the Lord where it's really not even a relationship. We're just going through the motions and we're punching our time clock and we're saying, I've, I've accomplished this, I've done this, I'm, I've done everything the pastor told me to do, I've, I've done all the things that, that the book requires me to do, and I've followed all the doctrines and I've, I've shunned sin and I've done all these things. But where he's, what the Lord is saying to the church is, where is my, well, something's happened with our relationship. I don't feel that closeness to you that I once felt, like that song that Arnell Harris sang, I miss my time with you. I miss my time with you. And, and so we need to feel that way ourselves, that we, we feel that urgency about, man, I haven't spent any time with the Lord today. Maybe I missed something that he was going to say. Amen. First, second, uh, second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2 says, For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Amen. We took on his name in water baptism. Amen. And what is what happens to a bride when when she marries a, a groom, a husband, she relinquishes her own name. She gives up her identity and she takes on the identity of her husband. We've taken on the identity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we the Bible says we're not our own. We are bought with a price. Amen. Back in the old days that when a, a husband and a wife situation in, in Jewish culture, there was a betrothal. And the, the husband would take and pay a price to the family of the, of the bride for that wife. Amen. And, and as I was studying this, at the betrothal was actually, that was where everything happened. That was where the commitment was made. The wedding was just a formality. But it was at the betrothal, and he betrothed us. Amen. And so... He says, I have espoused 
For I have espoused you to one husband. This is Paul speaking of, of the church. Amen. And you, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Amen. Once again, we can get so caught up in doing the mechanics and doing doing what we think we need to do to get by. Amen. I don't want to just get by. Amen. I don't want to do just enough to barely make it in. Do you? I don't want to do enough to just say, well, I love the Lord. Amen. What does he think about that? You have to ask yourself that question. We are his bride and we, we took on his name. And so we need to take that seriously. Amen. We need to be that state, that chaste virgin. Amen. That chaste bride. Amen. What is it about the bride that she does once she takes on that man's name, that husband's name? She does everything within her power if she loves her husband to make sure that that name is not tarnished. Amen. She loves her husband. Amen. She is excited about taking on his name. She's excited. Amen. Galatians chapter 3 verse 3 says, Oh foolish Galatians, or we could insert there, O foolish modern-day apostolics, who hath bewitched you, who hath deceived you that you should not obey the truth, the true teaching of the gospel, before whose eyes Jesus hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, received you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, having started your relationship with Him in the Spirit? And are you made perfect by the flesh? Have we let ourselves revert back to our fleshly ways now that we've, we've got ourselves in the door? I mean, I'm married. She's not going anywhere. I can just go hang out with the boys and go fishing, and I can just go hang out with the boys and go hunting. And, you know, my wife loves me, and, and as I heard one preacher say, I told you I loved you when I married you, and if I change my mind, I'll let you know. Now, how much of a love relationship would you have if that's the way you handled your marriage? Huh? Right? How many people have done? Don't don't answer that. (laughs) And that sounds silly, but some people, they get married and they never say, I love you after the wedding day. Amen. Now, it gets it might sound monotonous, but I keep telling her I love her every day, 31 years later. And I still mean it like I meant it that first day. Amen. And, it, and I keep falling in love with her over and over. Amen. I keep dating her over and over again. I keep taking that time out not to just just to sit in the house with her. I take her out to dinner and I parade her around because I'm that's my bride. She's still my bride. Amen. And I love the Lord. And I want to take him around and show him to everybody. Amen. We are his hands and his feet. We are the way that this world is going to see Jesus Christ. Amen. And what better way for them to see him than to see him through us. Amen. And what better way to have him shining out of us than to have such a deep and close relationship. You've spent so much time just just talking sometimes you just have to just sit and listen to the lord amen and it's hard i've i've had to make myself do that to just sit amen and just listen see what he has to say you know we come with our grocery list of stuff we want him to do 
But when's the last time we just sat and just listened? No music. You know, we live in this society where we, we're constantly bombarded with entertainment and, and media of some kind or another. My wife can't even hardly teach in a classroom because the kids are so focused on media, 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 media that they, their attention span is so short she loses them in the first five, ten minutes if she doesn't change the subject, change things up. And so sometimes we just have to take time out. What if the Lord has something to say? Amen. He loves us. He's our husband. We're his bride. Hebrews 6 and 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Amen. We're supposed to develop our relationship. Amen. We're not supposed to stay a newlywed with the Lord. Amen. We're supposed to develop that relationship. You know, the more time you spend with somebody, amen, Oh, sometimes it's just like all it takes is a whisper and you're listening for every the slightest little whisper of anything. And, you you know, it's, you know, when you when you first started dating, when I did anyway, I'd get on that phone with her and we wouldn't talk for 30 minutes. We just sit there, listen to each other, breathe. Just to know that she was on the phone with me was all that mattered. I didn't have, we didn't have cell phones. We were both in the military, and she lived on the female floor, and I lived on the male floor. And there was times I couldn't go spend time with her. So she'd go down the hall to the common area phone and call me on the phone on the male floor, and we'd just sit there and hold the phone up. (laughs) And y'all, you think that's silly, amen, but we did that, amen. I was in love, amen. And so how many times do we take that time out? I mean, I was, some guys were like, he's still down there in that end of that hallway on that phone? I don't hear him saying anything. Didn't have to be. Just to know that she was on the other end of the line. Amen. Nobody's ever done that but me, right? Nobody. I'm the only one, right, in history. Amen. Amen. We were courting our wife. Amen, right? That's what they call it. We don't hear that word anymore courting amen you courted your your bow or your whatever you wanted to call her your sweetie pie whatever it was amen the lord courted us did he not amen no man comes to him except he draws them right so he was courting us he was trying to draw us he wanted us to come and say i'll love you forever i'll be your bride amen amen he wanted us to say that so we we kind of have to, to check ourselves today, I believe, and we have to ask ourselves, hey, do I need to go renew my vows with the Lord? Amen. How many of us really need to do that today? You have to ask yourself that question. And my wife, my wife and I, when we got to Okinawa, we, we got to the 10-year mark in our marriage, and we didn't get married in an apostolic church, and we were talking one day, and we said, you know what, we need to do this again in the, in the apostolic church. Amen, since we're in truth now. So we did it. We had a big hoopla and made dresses and all this stuff and had a big deal there, amen, in, in the church in Okinawa. And it was it was a big deal, man. And it was exciting. And, I mean, I can think about it in, in detail. And it was like I did it all over again. I'd do it again tomorrow if I had the opportunity. Amen, because that's the one he gave me. Amen. Second Corinthians 7, 1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness 
in the fear of God. Amen. Reverencing our father. Amen. Our husband. We are his bride. Amen. If he was telling the church at Ephesus in, in the book of Revelation that he had prop that you're doing everything right and everything, you're doing all the mechanical stuff, you're doing all the, the things I asked you to do, but the, the one issue I have, I, I'm missing that relationship time with you. If he was telling the church then, and we're still the church, amen, then he's telling that to the church now. And we've got to, we've got to you know, look at the Word of God. And, and so much has been said this morning about how encouraging the Word is and Psalm 118 and all that. There is great encouragement in the Word, but there's times in the Word where the Lord kind of gets down to where the rubber meets the road and says, Hey, let's, let's go check ourselves. Amen. And, you know, I, I'm struggling with this time away from my precious bride for the last two months. <laughs> Amen. But I was talking to somebody the other day, and you know what? It's probably by design that I don't get to be around her for a couple months because he's wanting some personal time with me. Amen. And that's exactly what he's getting. Amen. I'm not sitting around my place over there and, and woe is me and grumbling and mumbling and feeling sorry for myself. Well, maybe. Just just a little. But I, I saw that as an opportunity. I, about the second day I was here, I thought, you know, this is me and Jesus' time. Amen. And so he's wanting me to develop my prayer life even further than where it is already. And I'm, I'm thankful that I, that I have that impression about my own, my own walk with God, that I'm not where I need to be. And I want to keep that. I want that to stay fresh in my mind until the day the Lord comes. I, want to, I don't ever want to feel like I've arrived. I don't ever want to feel like I've done everything I can do and say, okay, I've done all that I know to do to develop my relationship with the Lord. I can stop right here, right now, and everything's just peachy, right? Mm-mm. Amen. Keep falling in love with Him over and over again. We've got to do that every single day. Amen. We can't let ourselves get so busy, busy trying to serve Him, like the song says, where He's saying, but how can... You serve me when your spirit's empty, when you're not even spending any time with me. You're not putting anything back in your vessel. You keep pouring out of your vessel and keep pouring out, and you don't put anything back in it. You don't take the time to fill that vessel and refresh yourself. You'll get empty quick. Amen. And then, you know, the enemy, he's out there to get us. Amen. Amen. We're like that bass, that fish in the water. He's trying to catch us. He's trying to, you know, put the right bait on the hook so he can get us and and trip us up when we're not paying attention, amen. When we're not spending that time with the Lord, amen, you're not going to be sensitive to the things of God, amen. If you're not spending time with Him, and you'll get confused, and you'll hear the enemy say something, and, and, you'll, and, you, and he'll just he'll lure you away, right? The enemy, he's subtle. He's subtle, amen. We've got to be aware of that, amen. What better way, amen? And, you know, the more you know about the Word of God, the less He's going to be able to trip you up. The more time you spend with your Maker, with your husband as the bride of Christ, the less the enemy is going to have any influence in your life. And so the, the reverse of that is true also then, right? So the less time you spend, the more opportunity he's going to have to get a foothold and a toehold in your life because you're not going to have anything in your toolbox to pull out and, and use against him. Amen. And, you know, 
The enemy of this world wants to break up our marriages, does he not? Amen. And so it takes that much, you know, if we're going to put that much effort forth in keeping our marriage together to our natural wife, how much more should we spend that time keeping our relationship close uh, and nurtured with the one that saved us, the one that he loved us enough that he stretched his arms both ways and said, this is how I love you this much. I'll die on the cross for you. Amen. We need to renew our vows with him. Amen. And, uh, you know, there's this uh, place in the Bible where it says this. Know also in Second Timothy 3, 1, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. They'll have other lovers. Right? Proud, boasters, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures. There's that word lovers again. Amen. Are we we got to be careful not to replace our lover with another lover. Amen. I don't have time to go into it, but there, I've heard several people preach that, that it's, it's an intimate relationship with our Lord. It's an, it's very intimate. When you're intimate with somebody, it's a very many, most of the time it's a very quiet situation and there's whispers and, and, you know, I want to be that close to the Lord that he can just whisper something. And I know it's his voice. I know that's him. I know he's speaking to me. He's whispering something to me. Amen. I don't want to miss that opportunity when he's whispering to me to get up and to hit the floor. Amen. I don't want to miss that opportunity when he's whispering to me and say, turn here and go speak to that individual. I don't want to miss that opportunity. Amen. For him to trust me enough to send me to speak to an individual, to a soul. Amen. And and you're not going to be able to have that if you're not spending that time with him. Amen. And it's it's strange. It's weird in this world for people to take, you know, this world is so demanding of our time. Amen. It's all about being busy and running here and running there and doing this and doing that and never stopping to take time out to just spend with him. Amen. And so these relationships that I was talking about earlier, they uh, these families that they, these husbands and wives, they raise a family, they never spend any time together and they end up a lot of them end up in divorce because they never nurtured that relationship. Amen. And and it's amazing to me sometimes how that God used the marriage relationship to be indicative of our salvation and our our walk with him. He he came to us amen and we took on his name we became his bride we we are not our own anymore we are bought with a price it the bible says in him we live and move and have our being amen you don't breathe a breath without him knowing about it without him giving it to you to breathe amen and so we've got to understand today in this place in this time and if you could come brother marcus Amen. I'm coming to a close. I believe that the Lord, our husband, our bridegroom, wants to tell us today that he is, has great and mighty things in store for us. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. He, doesn't, he didn't just save us so that he could save us a seat in the church. Amen. He wants to operate through his people. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about greater things than these shall ye do. If you are my disciples. Amen. 
I don't know about you, but I I'm, I want to be a disciple of the Lord, amen. I want him to do great things. I want that to be true in my life. Sister was talking about claiming stuff. I want to claim that, amen, not for my glory, but for his glory. I want my father and my husband to be happy that I'm willing to extend myself, that I'm willing to lay my life down. He laid his down. Why can't I lay my life down for him? Amen. It's the very least that I could do. He said in uh, Romans 12:1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. It's our reasonable service. He loved us. He made us his bride. He wants the very best for our lives today. Amen. The relationship that that relationship that we're talking about it needs to be so deep that that like I was saying when we when we hear his voice we we don't even think twice we just move we just do what he's asking us to do. Amen. He, he's going to do great things through us. And as I'm coming to a close here in in the book of John chapter 15, uh, the Bible's talking about us being the branch and him being the vine. Amen. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that if, if a vine is not connected to the branch, it's going to what? It's going to die. Amen. Except you abide in me. He's, he's telling his church this. He's telling his people this. He's telling us this here today. Except you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can do nothing. Amen. Let's all stand here today. Amen. I don't know where you are, and I really didn't didn't really share with you where I am, but we are all at a place in our walk with God. We are all find ourselves today at one place or another. We find ourselves, and, and maybe as I've been ministering here this morning, you've been asking yourself, maybe you've been going through your mind and, and going over in your mind where you are in God and where your relationship is and, and where maybe you're lacking today. Amen. I know that I'm I'm way, way, way far away from where I need to be. Amen. Amen. The Lord I want the Lord to trust me. Amen. I want him to trust me with that with that spirit of his to to move and operate in his spirit, not just to come to church and be faithful every day. Amen. I want to I want it to go beyond that. I want that relationship to be so that you know, I don't want to read about Paul and Silas. I don't want to read about all these great men of God, quote unquote. And great women of God that God used mightily in, in the days that, that he was writing the Gospels. Amen. The, we are still in that New Testament church today. Amen. There needs to be today, just like there was in that day, there needs to be signs and wonders and miracles. And how did the Lord do that? He didn't just push his people to the side and say, I'll do this. He used his bride. Amen. I want to be used of God. Anybody in here today, I want to go beyond where I'm at today. If you want to go where you're beyond where you're at today, if, if you feel the Lord's drawn you to a higher place, to a deeper place, to a closer relationship, I give you the opportunity right now to come to this altar. Amen. It's just you and the Lord. Amen. This is one of the safest places. Did you know that in the church? Did you all know that? This is one of the most safe places in a church right here. This altar right here. Amen. This is where all the ground is level. This is where everything is the same. The Lord doesn't see anyone higher than anybody else. 
He knows he knows where you are and he knows where I am. We don't have you can't hide it from him. He knows where our relationship is. He knows where he's drawing us to be. He knows where he's wanting us to be. As I heard one preacher say, you've got what it takes. Amen. Moses didn't think he had what it takes. But God showed him he had so much of what it took that he took some of his spirit out of him and gave it to 70 other men. And so there are things in our life that we can do that are just so beyond what we can imagine or think. We've already heard that scripture mentioned today many times. Exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. We're, we're sitting back and God's wanting to draw us up higher. Amen. Let's sing that song, Brother Marcus. Amen. Come to this altar today. Amen. There's no hurry. Amen. There's no rush. There's no... uh, When it comes to that time with your wife, that dating time, there was no rush. You didn't want to rush out. You just wanted to stay there and just look at her and hear her breathe. Let's come and hear the Lord breathe in our hearts and our minds and our spirit today. Let's give Him an opportunity to speak a word to us. Amen.